what is up everybody thank you uh, for tuning into the fathom beyond sunday podcast we're really excited about this new podcast it's really designed to, to just be very casual just a couple of leaders at fathom talking faith talking life talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on between monday through saturday not just on sunday so uh, tune in listen to the conversation open your heart and pray that that this really helps Welcome, welcome. This is Fathom Beyond Sunday, where we engage in lively conversation, where we take our faith beyond Sunday, and we explore topics that um, just draw us deeper into our relationship with God. Today, we have Pastor Kyle Nelson. Hey, everybody. And myself, Jackie Covell, Community Director here at Fathom. (laughs) Um, How are you doing today? (laughs) I'm doing all right. I'm excited about the weather, like everybody else is probably... (laughs) Yes. I have not met. That's something we can all agree on. The weather is amazing in Jacksonville right now. Yes. Um, yes. So there's a unifier. I know. We need, we need <laughs> more of that. Um, I was just thinking, man, that's that's a, that's a good thing. We can all be like, let's just go outside and hang out together. For real. Don't talk, what? but hang out. <laughs> yeah. We got to have our staff meeting outside this week. We need to do that. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah, I like that. It. Yeah, we're going to do that. We lost our picnic tables, though. We did. We, I'll, we'll take chairs to the parking lot. I don't care. Like, hey, we'll, I'm down. Yeah, we'll do <laughs> I'm it. Not, I won't complain. Yeah, I'm for super sure. Excited. That's that's happening. That's official. Woohoo! Um, what's going on with me this week? Um, I'm writing a really long paper for a seminary, so oh, that's exciting. That so, sounds um, lovely. So I spent a lot of time in research on <laughs> Orthodox tradition and writing all kinds of fun stuff on that. So fun, fun. Yeah, so that's what my weeks look like so far, and just navigating all the things right now with. Uh, Life and getting ready for Advent season. Excited about that, too. Oh, I love Advent. Yeah. It's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. We're going to be doing a series called The Light. Mm, the Light. Yep. We, we've, we've done The Table. We have a, The Table coming up this weekend. <laughs> we've done a series called The Blessing. Then we're going to have The Light. So it's like, we really like here that, it goes. That emphasis. <laughs> the, the emphatic. The. Well, I always, um, I liked like the early church followers book that are like books that are like on the incarnation. Yep. On grace. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so simple, so plain of the title. and so We overcomplicate so much. I, I, <laughs> I took, instead of on, I put the, the blessing right. This is the modern on, right. <laughs> is the. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's what's up with me. What about you? Um, not, not very much. Um, same old, same old. Same old, we, same old. Fundraising to be a missionary. And yes. Um, raising five girls. And, <laughs> and trying to homeschool. Yeah. Crazy person. Yeah. And getting ready for the table. Yes. This weekend. Getting ready for the table. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about just, you know, I love, I love any kind of outreach. So getting to get to hand out food is exciting. For sure. For those of you that don't know, we have like a big kind of brunch, family brunch thing here. And then we're we're doing a big like drive through, you know, what we're calling the blessing of just Thanksgiving meals and turkeys that we're yep. excited to be able to bless some families around here yep. this season. So yeah, what's uh what's on your mind this week to talk about? Well, the message was amazing. I felt like it was really good. It was clear, succinct. It it, it really just, I feel like it gave very clear steps on just how to, um, be a blessing in this world how to how to live that out how to how our relationship with god is so integrated in that and but um the last point you made was obedience Mm -hmm. and the importance of obedience and the thing that really struck me and the thing that kind of stirred in my mind was how do we know what exactly is obedience 
You know, how do we know what God is asking us to do? How do, like, how, how do we know what, what the obedience looks like? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think I've, when I was a kid, I really liked the choose your own adventure books. Yeah. Do you ever see those? <laughs> yeah. Like I love those. I thought they were so cool. Um, cause you just never knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and, and I was not thinking about this until this very moment when you just started asking that question. Uh, and I always love those books. And I think what happens with a lot of Christians is we've got a one track mind mm-hmm. on what our adventure is. Mm-hmm. And we say yes to Jesus and that doesn't change. Yeah. We've still got the adventure. And, and it's funny how like it, it would all the it choose your adventure points, these forks in the road would always be moments in which, I don't know, I always kind of chose the same thing, <laughs> yeah. right? I yeah. kind of liked the same storyline mm-hmm. that I was attracted to. I think we're the same way with like movies. Yes, absolutely. Like what's your, what's your, what's the movies that you're uh, like into? What's the storyline that you're always into? Oh my gosh, it's shameful. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am, I am a, I just love you're embarrassed to say it I can I see it like I'm not gonna judge you this is a safe space <laughs> it's, it's all the Hallmark movies look oh yeah you're in good company right here there's a bunch of oh I know ladies who I know are really but it's into not the something stuff. that I like go out and tell the world it's like yeah. the shameful thing that I just watch and I'm like I love this happy ending no. even though none of this is realistic we, we have one leader <laughs> in our church and you know who it is uh, that they like literally keep a list of how many um, of those they've watched in this season and and I heard her speak the other day, and she had watched like a hundred and thirty of them. Hundred and thirty of them. I'm like, that's insane. Yeah, because you know they're on twenty four hours a day. Say, She's clearly working from home. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm not gonna lie. I probably have watched about that many. So yeah, at least while doing other things, I don't yeah. ever. I don't know how to sit down and watch a movie and not yeah be doing other things. Well, we. I would always pick the same thing in the Choose Your Own Adventure books. And I think a lot of us in our faith, it's the same way. We have this storyline, this story arc of how we want our life to go, of what our adventure is going to look like. And what I talked about on Sunday was blockages of the heart. So we talked mm-hmm. about complaining and grumbling. We talked uh, um, about entitlement and then finally disobedience. And disobedience basically is constantly choosing our own adventure mm-hmm. yep and missing out on the greatest adventure yes that's the the life that god has planned for us mm-hmm. the one that he saw before the foundation of the world that he's known and has planned for us that is so different from what the, all the adventures we would pick yeah um and it'll have its disappointments um but it's going to have incredible beauty and splendor in all of it. And um, so I think that's what's at the heart of this. I think that's what's at stake in this is missing out on the greatest adventure that God has for us. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think something we need to look at is the heart of God. Like when we look at the heart of God, yeah. what, why does he long for us to be obedient? Mm-hmm. You know, like what is God's heart behind that? Mm -hmm. Because that is such, if we can understand why he wants us to be obedient, then we can, we're more apt to be obedient, Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, when I think of why God would want us to be obedient, it's, it's his desire 
for us to be in his will and his desire for us to for him to be glorified on the earth you know and that heart is that we would we would be a part of that with him you know like he he created us to be with us and in that our when we are obedient it is easier to be with him yeah yeah, um, there's so much here. Yeah. There, there's so much here as we begin to get into Sorry, it. Sorry, and that's a curveball because no, that's not what we talked about No, before. it is. I mean, it's it's to acquaint ourselves with God's heart. And I, I think where I started this series, I told this story just about taking my kids to the playground and them getting up on these mm-hmm. high playgrounds and um, that the distance from when my kids would call to me and say, Daddy, would you come get yeah. me? Um, represented something and and ultimately what I was getting at is it represents how much we trust God yeah and I think when I when I say that what I'm really saying is how much we trust the heart of God yes how much do we trust that God loves us that he knows better than us yes and and I think basically how much do I want my adventure versus his adventure how much do I want my kingdom versus his kingdom yes how much do I trust him? And mm-hmm. that's that's really the heart of um, where movement in our faith actually happens is a clear picture of the Father. Yeah, you know, a clear picture that he is he loves us, he is for us, and uh, we could talk about this all day. Yeah, just with what God's doing. But I know that there's probably for some people listening that this is kind of groundbreaking in a lot Absolutely. of ways that if we just boil it down to this, we just need to get a clear picture of the father and how much he loves us. Mm-hmm. And if we do that, then saying yes is easy. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes easy. I was talking to somebody about this on Sunday as we were talking about obedience yeah. after the message. And they were like, you know, it, um, and, and this is a person who's walked through a lot of hard things in their life. And they just said, you know, it's, it just gets, it's never, it's not always easy, but when you know how good he is and you know how much he mm-hmm. loves you, it gets a lot easier um, and because you trust him and yeah. you grow in that. And um, so, yeah, so I'm excited to talk obedience. I, yeah. it's a, it's a huge aspect of the Christian faith um, and, and the heart in which uh, the, the perspective we have on it. Um, and, and I love, we were, we were just chatting beforehand and, and you had just a great line um, that I'll just repeat in my own words um, was basically our first obedience is our willingness to say yes yeah I thought that was great and really profound um, our our first obedience is our willingness to say yes so it's and, I, and I've said this before that like the decisions made before we ever get there yeah absolutely yeah you know by the posture of our heart yes you know we all we already know Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so I, th- I thought that was, I thought that was really um, a strong statement. Yeah, I, I, there are so many instances in my life that I can think of that it was a simple, the obedient act was simply to, to say, God, I'm willing to say yes to whatever you want. Um, one of the biggest times I can think of is you know, at the beginning of all of this missionary stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. um, thinking about, I think that's, I think, <laughs> can I tell you a funny story about Absolutely. being a missionary? And then I, I totally hate to cut you off. Um, but this, 
it, this will land somewhere. Uh, I had a friend in college. We were in a, a college ministry together, and she knew that God had called her to the mission field, and, mm-hmm. and she'd known it for a long time. And <laughs> and I hope this is not offensive to anyone um, <laughs> listening, um, but in this girl's mind, this was legitimate. She she didn't. Here's what she said out loud to to the group. She goes, I didn't want to say yes because I thought that meant God called me to be ugly. Oh, my goodness. Because I guess whatever in her mind, like, I don't know, she had just seen rough-looking missionaries. She's like, I'm never going to be able to wear makeup again. What is happening? No, I think, I don't know. No, I mean, (laughs) I understand that. It It was a very funny moment, and it was... Just bizarre, but I think the but reason I even cut I you off say, is because I think people are afraid of what God might call them to. I was going to say that exact yeah. thing yeah. because you know what? Yeah. I, I mean, I've been a Christian a long time, yeah. like, and I, and I've, I've known God since I was a child. I can say mm-hmm. that pretty strongly now, right. um, even though at times in my life I felt like maybe I didn't. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you, I have missed so many things that God has asked me to do. Not because I didn't hear him, not because I didn't understand, but because I was afraid. Mm -hmm. I was afraid of what he was going to ask me to do. I was afraid that what he was going to ask me to do was going to be too hard or it was going to take me to a place that um, would put me in hardship and pain and suffering. Because the reality is, is when we say yes to God, it doesn't always mean sunshine and roses. Mm -mm. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of times it does mean things get hard. Yeah. But... What I've seen over the years and what God has done over the years in me through obedience and actually saying yes, you know, he's, he's created in me a trust in him that even in the hard, those hard things become good things. They, they produce a glory that is just better than anything I could have ever done on my own. Yeah. I was, um, I was reading, um, doing some, some research on an Orthodox tradition and, and they described suffering as the choice between sufferings. That's, I saw a Facebook, um, a Facebook meme that basically spoke the same thing. Yeah. That life's going to bring suffering, but suffering can bring life. Right. Well, and that's the thing. It like this, this idea of like, no matter the direction you choose, suffering is going to come like they they were like you know it's hard being married but it's hard being divorced Mm -hmm. it's hard being fit Mm -hmm. but it's hard being obese Mm -hmm. you know like there is no there is no life without hardship and suffering who are you choosing to ride with in this Mm -hmm. you know yeah for sure and um yeah and I think when it comes down to it I think where I've really tried to get people to understand because when you really get into obedience I think there's a lot of questions that come out about the will of God and mm-hmm. all, all things on that I, I don't necessarily want to go down that trajectory today no, when we're talking about this but I think one of the core principles I, I've really tried to instill in people is w- we need to move to a place where we delight in obedience like yeah. um we delight in the Lord mm-hmm. um and I think that's what Psalm 37, 4. Yes. That's, you know, I, th- I think sometimes scriptures like this can become, you know, catchy um, because they make us feel good right. and all that stuff. But um, oftentimes things that are cliche have pretty deep importance. And that's why people started saying them a lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Psalm 37, 4 says, delight yourselves in the Lord um, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Um, and And I think that 
delighting yourself in the Lord comes first. I, we yes. always focus on He'll give yep. you the desires of your heart. And, and what I've really come to understand about the will of God, about obedience, about the things He's called us to and has planned for our lives is that we can't comprehend we we've never even communicated a lot of the desires of our heart. We've never put all the pieces together for the desires of our heart. Absolutely. For the person we desire to marry, for mm-hmm. um, the career that we you know would enjoy, uh, ministries that you know we would fit well to serve in. You yeah. know, we we can't even put all those pieces together. But when we first just delight ourselves in Him and enjoy him and um, pursue a life in him um, and really know that he has, we have that right perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, then what flows out of this life of obedience is man, just God opening up doors and opportunities and awakening our spirit and our personality and our giftings mm-hmm. and all these things that we couldn't even put language to, but we just find ourselves living this God life this God adventure, like his adventure. And you're like, this is way better than what I had planned. I I was thinking about this on the way in. Um, I was thinking about just my, (laughs) what what I wanted to go to school for the the track I was on in life. Mm -hmm. And, and I was just so grateful just driving down here that God never let any of that happen. I just really was like, Mm -hmm. I would be so unhappy um, I, I would be a lot more successful in the world's eyes. Yeah. Uh, I would make a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd be miserable and, and hopeless. I really would. Um, and I'm just so grateful that he didn't let it happen my way. Yes. You know, and I think I, I want us to all be able to say that. Yes. Yes. You know, I think that's that's the heart of obedience. Mm -hmm. The heart of obedience is that like God is not sitting there saying, I need you to be obedient because I want you to follow these rules in order to to create this formula that's going to make you go to heaven. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's not what obedience is. Obedience Mm -hmm. is an act of love to the person that you love. You Mm -hmm. know, I tell my kids all the time, I want you to be obedient. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. like I long for you to be obedient. But if that obedience means that you're stirring up hate for me then that obedience it doesn't it's not important to me mm-hmm. because what matters most is that our relationship there is love and there is care and there is trust mm-hmm. i want you to be obedient because you trust that i know what's best for you mm-hmm. you know i want you to be obedient because i love you and you love me and mm-hmm. because you love me you're going to be obedient even if you don't want to do this yeah. you know yeah. and that's it's hard it's hard to get to that place because we are selfish people. Yeah. <laughs> I tell my kids that all the time. Like, I know I get it. I don't want to be obedient all the time either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I don't want to follow the rules. I, I can be a rebel really without great a cause. rebel. Yeah. <laughs> like, but the reality is, is we're called to follow the rules mm-hmm. because it draws us closer to God and mm-hmm. gives us deeper intimacy with him. Mm-hmm. And because he knows what's best for us more than we know. You know, and that's something that we have to understand is that when we are obedient, when we, when we act on that obedience, it's an act of love. It's an offering. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something we pour out to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I I don't, you know, I hate to, to, um, take it down a, a darker path here, but, 
um, I think it's worth talking about disobedience for a minute and yeah. where that takes us. And I was just reflecting back on, you know, the story of Israel and, and mm. really what we yes. were talking about on, on Sunday and, and carrying forward. And I'm, I'm doing some, my personal devotions just in Jeremiah right now. And, mm. and, um, I, I, Taryn and I were actually sitting across the dinner table this morning at, you know, five o'clock in the morning and she's doing her Bible study. I said, what you reading, babe? And she goes, I'm in Jeremiah. I'm like, Oh really? I'm in Jeremiah too. <laughs> and I just called a pastor friend. I called pastor Shannon or I was tech. I was on the phone with him. I called him um, the other day and, and, um, we were just talking about what we were, you know, learning and what we're reading in the Lord. And, and he's like, um, I said, I've been reading Jeremiah and was talking about this. And he's like, are you reading Jeremiah for real? I'm reading Jeremiah. <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, but man, it just, it drops, it, it, it drops down. And I, I want to pull up, um, this passage in, in Jeremiah chapter one, and I don't even know what verses it in. And I definitely <laughs> can't quote it, but I'm going to pull it up, um, because it just really resonated, um, with me, um, when I started, um, when I started uh, reading this, this book. Um, so, but it, it really just, the whole story of Israel is, is, you know, it's a lot of disobedience mm-hmm. and God ends up bringing correction and judgment. And, and that's not a fun, no, that's not a fun topic. Um, but there are consequences to disobedience. Um, the first consequence is that we miss out on deeper communion with God. Yep. Like that's the worst consequence. And the, I think for believers, we, we feel like at times we ebb and flow with how close we feel to God. Yeah. You know, so, some of us view that in really immature ways. Like um, it's the, the, you know, the bridge of the third song yeah. is when I feel closest because oh, yeah. it gives me the goosies and they're playing real loud. Right. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think that's a pretty immature <laughs> version of that. And I'm not to, not to throw shade at anybody who right. that's when you feel closest to God is through that, th- you know, bridge that's, of the third song. That's just a need for more intimacy. Yeah. But, um, and, and I think we love, we all love those moments, oh, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we feel the power of God moving. And I think mostly why that takes place in those moments is because believers are actually yeah, getting we're all, yeah. woke up in a spirit to worship yes. and give God the, the glory. And for whatever reason, it's always the, the bridge of the third song. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Or communion, like communion yeah. does it too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, um, but, but there is, there is another side to this story. Um, mm-hmm that we we take we bring on ourselves um because of our um because of uh, our our disobedience um i'm trying to find the thing <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna need a second so no you're good you um t- i think tell a joke <laughs> I'm, I am terrible at that. I, that is I'm not the direction. Yeah. Sarcasm. Yeah. I could do that. <laughs> um, no, I, I think there, that's that's a really good point because disobedience, instead of drawing us closer to God, it pushes us away from him. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. we, in our decision making, it is one or the other. We're either being drawn closer to the Father or we're being pushed away from him by our actions. Mm-hmm. And these there are spiritual consequences and natural consequences that come along with that. And I think there's, there's a lot in that, that we need to understand in order to, to recognize that we have to be obedient. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I can't find it. I thought it was in chapter one and it's not in chapter one. It's in chapter two. If anybody's following along, Jeremiah chapter two, <laughs> it, 
man, it was so powerful when I read it, and I didn't, I don't have my Bible right here with me. I'm on my phone, so it is what it is. Let's keep talking about obedience. If I find it, um, you know, I'll probably preach it at some point because <laughs> it was powerful. I was like, man, I'd, can I work this into my message this week? <laughs> God's happens. like, God's that like, not yet, not time. yet. <laughs> take take a pause yeah. on that one. It, it's all good. It's yeah. all. It's and, and and I think ultimately what what's repeated over here in in uh, Jeremiah chapter one and two is that. Um, that Israel had just constantly, um, you know, forsaken God. And I think mm-hmm. that's what we're, we're forsaking him. Yes. We're forsaking, we're missing out. We're, we're missing out. And, and, and there's not a whole lot we can do to kind of get somebody to long for that and want that. I think that's something that someone has to have, you know, for themselves and has to like stir up in their own spirit and like have an honest conversation of God, like, I want to long for you. Help, help this stir up, you know, in, inside of me, so I can pursue you uh, with all I have, you know. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we when we look at the Ten Commandments, that's like that's like the the billboard of rules, right? right. You know, yeah. like <laughs> you know, thou shalt not kill. Mm-hmm. You know, thou. You know, yeah. There, there are reasons why God put them in place. And it's not so that we follow rules, right? <laughs> you yeah. know, like it's so that we encompass what Jesus told us, yeah. you know, that our first, our first commandment is to love the Lord, your God with all your heart. Mm-hmm. If we're loving God with all of our heart, then we're not going to take his name in vain. Yeah. You know, and, and we're, and we're not going to slap his hand when he's, he's laying out boundaries that are for our good. Yes. And, and I think that's. It's one of the best. I, I don't use the word rules very much, but there's boundaries yeah. you know, for that. And I think we understand that there's boundaries are for a reason. Yeah. I mean, it's know? like our kids, mm-hmm. you know, we're like, okay, you can, you can go down to the end of the driveway, but you can't go in the street. You can, yeah. you know, you can, you know. Yeah, for sure. With teenagers, you you can drive, you can drive to the mall, but you can't drive across and, town. And, <laughs> I, and I've always used like just the, the, the fence with the dog. Yeah. You know, we, we don't put a fence there because we hate our dog. We put right. <laughs> a fence there because we love our dog. And, and we know at times he's stupid and chases cars and Amen. runs in front of it. Um, I am one of those stupid people that needs yeah, a fence. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think a lot, like most of us should be able to, to like honestly say like, I'm, I, I need a fence. You yeah. Know? I, and, um, you know, I, I think just to kind of turn the page maybe from the, the harder line of the, the judgment side of things and, and the outcomes of disobedience. And we could talk about a lot of stories in the Bible on that. But um, just to, to jump for a second to the will of God, um, I think that's a thing that's overwhelming. And, and oh, I think absolutely. you were bringing this up a little bit at before we got started of just, to, it's a little bit overwhelming. How do I know? Yep. Right? God's, I feel something. It's kind of in my head. Is that me? Yeah. Or is this God? What do you What do you say to someone who's um, working through that? And if you hear like big crashing and tractors, <laughs> we've got some demo taking place on site. And uh, don't be alarmed; we're safe as far as we know in this moment. But uh, things I mean, could change. You never know. I was gonna say unless something happens to the building, and then all of a sudden they back the tractor into it or something. But, yeah. But um, I think. Oh. 
Kyle looks perplexed. He's like, I, wait a I minute, do. there might be a problem. I'm just wanting to make sure they don't run over new plumbing we have. So we're we're gonna finish this podcast quick. So yes, yes. I can go <laughs> make sure they don't break the plumbing that just got put in. <laughs> <laughs> they would probably pay for it. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, well let's uh <laughs> let's not find out. Yeah, so. let's let's not do that. Um so what I would say to somebody who's who's struggling with knowing, you know, is this God? Is this me? Like what how do I know? Well, I mean, our first place is always go- to go to the word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, what does the Bible say about what I'm struggling with? Yeah. You know, <clears throat> what does the Bible say about what should be the obedient act? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like so often there are things that we think we know, <laughs> but we don't we don't consult the word of God over yeah. it. We're our own source of truth and not the word of God. Absolutely. As our source for truth. And um, we're a bad source for that. Amen. We're a bad source. Amen. We're not even a good secondary source. Well, and so we... There's we about five other sources before <laughs> I check with myself on how I feel and what I think. Right. I'm, I'm pretty much the last source <laughs> that's, for, for yeah. the truth. You know what I mean? Well, it, and, that's, and that's the thing is I'm like... I'm not talking about spiritual discernment. I'm, I'm talking about my own feelings and emotions. Right. And exactly. I, I have a, a group of women that I, I am surrounded by that when I'm feeling one way, mm-hmm. I can go to them and say, okay, well, you know me. You know me well enough, and I know that you know the Father, and I know that you know the Word of God. And so because you know these things, tell me, is this me or is this, mm-hmm. you know, is this something that I am yeah. I should be paying yeah. attention to? Godly friendships are so important. I so mean, important. And being able to, I think people have like Christian friends, but they don't have godly friendships. Yeah. And yes, that, and that's a difference, and that requires vulnerability. It mm-hmm. requires intentionality to get the thought out of your head, to get the questions out of your your mind, and and bring them into conversations mm-hmm. like this to really you know hash some things out and just you know maybe it reflects back and like oh that that's kind of that is prideful, that is selfish. Yeah, um, let me pray about that more. You know, and, right. and it causes us to slow down and, and um, not rush in thinking we've got it all figured out. Right. Exactly. I think that there's so much to that. The enemy works in darkness. Mm-hmm. You know, there, the enemy works when we we are afraid to bring things to light. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I would say never tell everybody your business. No. <laughs> like that's no. that's not something. But, not, yeah. but you need two or three people or even one person that mm-hmm. you can go to and say, look, this is the struggle, yeah. <laughs> you know, and this is what I'm feeling is the response. But I don't know if this is correct right now. Yeah. And so I need your voice in my life. I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, surround yourself with the women who are surrounding our church because there's going to come a day when you don't want to talk to me about any of this. Mm. I'm, and you're going to need wisdom in your life, you know? And so build relationships with these people. I am purposeful to have my kids around my friends Mm -hmm. because they need that. They need to be around people who are going to speak truth and life into them. That isn't me, Mm -hmm. you know, like I listen to my husband a lot. I appreciate his opinion and his thoughts and what he sees in me and what he sees needs to be changed in me. And we, we do that often back and forth, Mm -hmm. you know? But there are times when, when he says it, I don't hear it, <laughs> you know, like yeah. him, he can say something and I'm like, no, I think you're wrong. Yeah. But then I go over to my friend and she's like, well, I think this. And I'm like, crap. I was like, yeah. dang it. I should have listened to him in the first place. <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah. And I think it, 
we really begin to open ourselves up to just the Lord speaking through mm-hmm. um, the scripture, um, confirming and affirming his word. And yep. that's a huge thing. That's a whole other conversation of just the mm-hmm. ways in which God will confirm something to us. Yeah. You know, I hear that all the time. Um, Be- Beckett um, was just telling me something that happened the other day, and it was like, Dad, it was exactly what you were preaching on. I got another text last weekend, last Sunday, right after ch- Sunday night. It was like, we opened up our devotion, and this it was what you were <laughs> preaching on. And it was like, um, and there's all these moments in which God can confirm and affirm yes. you know, what he's asking us to do. And, and that brings a, a ton of confidence that we're making the right step. And and um, and, and other times it, it's it's relying upon, um, I think, even the, the, the desires of our heart. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, that's not the leading one that I would start with. But um, knowing that, that um, God's put some things inside of us. You know, he's put longings and desires. And um, we need to be discerning and use, yeah. you know, um, biblical wisdom and discernment is biblical. Absolutely. There, there is no discernment that's, you know, that that's not biblical. That's where it has to flow from. So, um, but I, th- I think that can, can guide us sometimes. Like, what's in your heart to do? You right. Know, what, what, what's God drawing you to do? And not yeah. get too caught up in our head on, right. on all these semantics of an argument um, but simply, you know, just knowing I'm going to obey you as best as I can possibly understand it in this yes. very moment. And I'm going to let God take care of the results. I think that, that right there, that I'm going to obey you in this moment and I'm not going to be concerned with tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah. Because sometimes I think in our obedience, it, that takes the, the re- that's real trust. Right. Yeah. Well, we, we get so wrapped up in like, well, if I do this, then I'm going to have to do this and I'm going to have to do this yep. and I'm going to have to do this and I'm going to have to do this. And God's like, I th- stop. I think <laughs> what I said last week when we were talking about this is, is here's what I want you to do. I want you to stop thinking 20 steps ahead. Yep. Exactly. I, I want you to say, what's, what's the one step God is asking me to take right yeah. now and be obedient to it. And yeah. if you'll do that, mm-hmm. even just once a week, um, 52 weeks from now, you're going to look back and be like, wow. God's brought me a long way. Right. And I really trust him and I'm, I'm following his adventure he has for me. Yeah. So, so so I'd say if, if you're struggling in the obedience, if you, if you don't even know what the obedient act is, like if you're just like, God, I don't even know what this is, then make your first obedient act to spend time with him. Yeah. You know, because. And get willing, get that willingness right. To draw, to draw your heart in to what he's doing because he'll make it clear when the timing is right. And we need to be ready for that. Yeah. And the only way we're ready for that is when we, we jump in yeah, and have a spend time spirit. with it. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Awesome. So we love you guys. We are so thankful that you joined us. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email Jackie, J-A-C-I, at fathomchurchjacks.com. And we look forward to our next conversation. No podcast next week. Oh, It's yeah. Thanksgiving. I'm going to be gone. Yep. Have Taken. Get some <laughs> R&R. Eat some turkey. I'll be here. All right. right. Y'all have a great time. Bye.